Patriots Daily is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, we live now. Okay, and as Ray over on the chat said, we are fashionably late. It's my fault. I will take responsibility for that. Look, I had I had kid stuff, bro. I got a three and a half year old I got to take care of. But now I'm here with you, ready to talk Patriots, Patriots Daily with CLNS Media. I'm Kyrie Thompson. That's Taylor Kyles over there. What is going on? It was hot out there, bro. I can only imagine. Look, I, look, I spent the last two years out there hanging out at training camp with the sun beating down on you and no shade because because look if you're sitting under the tent you're not doing it right because you can't right. see nothing under there so exactly. how are you feeling bro i was I, honestly i was excited enough that i didn't realize how hot yeah. i was but yeah like me and brian hines like we were sitting on the like right at the Thank edge because we can't see anything man i had my little um the, one of those like neck fans i had that going i had my little bucket hat and everything i was trying my best to stay cool and it was not working no but, no uh, it was a good day at camp though so that definitely helped absolutely okay look i gotta ask you a question real quick so for me i low-key like liked to sit over on the edge with the uh with the field goal kicking unit so that uh, every once in a while i could try out the hands have you have you ever tried to catch one of the kicks that come through None have gotten close enough, but I've seen no? I've seen some people get beamed, man. Like sometimes people don't like really pay attention. They're looking at something else and don't realize that there's just field goals flying their direction. Yeah. I saw somebody get bonked yesterday. Oh no! But unfortunately, See, I have not had my uh, number called quite yet. So, so I had some pretty strong grabs last year. I'm not gonna let look. Okay, I was I was a former return man myself. Um, but I but I didn't even catch it like this. I caught I caught it straight up like this. You know what I mean? I, I did the whole receiver hands thing. I, I did I did drop one. It was shameful. I'm very sorry to admit that. But you know what? I caught a couple that had people like, ooh, look at you. Your hands are improving. And I'm just like, what do you think this is? Okay, this is what I used to do. This is what I used to do for a living. Okay, not for a living. I didn't make any money off it. But okay, let's talk about some Patriots. Okay, let, let, let's talk about what's been going on at camp. Um, we are through day three of training camp down there at Gillette Stadium. And look, it's still a little early because I, I believe it was Shells today. Was it Shells, Taylor? It was Shells. We graduated from regular shorts and T-shirts and we did <laughs> shorts and T-shirts with bubble wrap. It was pretty we're, cool. We're getting so close. We're getting close. But look, OK, so so with Shells, so you got the first glimpse of pads here. So it's we haven't seen the real football yet. Okay, we're not even necessarily close to a, a preseason game. We, we still got like two weeks before we get there. But I feel like I'm starting to see some familiar patterns emerging here with this team. And yeah, some of it is because it's red zone work, right? But in particular, there's one player I've been hearing a lot about in terms of impressing both Bill Belichick and the media and that is one of the sixth round receivers that was taken this year, but not necessarily the one that you might have expected based on name brand. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Demario Douglas, because every mm -hmm. time, every time I, I turn on Twitter, it's like, oh, Demario Douglas just burned so-and-so. Oh, look, Demario Douglas just caught a crossover in the middle, and he's over here dipping and making everybody look slow. Taylor Kyles, I want to know about this. What are you seeing from this man? Yeah, well, I mean, he's someone that when they took him, I made sure that I wrote like a whole story breaking down like what he was doing in college, comparing it to some other past Patriots, because even when they drafted him, he seemed like somebody who would really fit. He 
He's a guy who's really good with the ball in his hands. He's got versatility. He's undersized, but he has inside and outside versatility. And actually, I think we have a sound bite. I actually asked Bill Belichick because I was noticing Demario Douglas getting a lot of work with the starters, uh, Mac Jones and all those guys. So I thought that was pretty interesting because you didn't see Kayshawn Booty, who was actually picked before him and obviously had a more illustrious career at LSU. So, uh, yeah, I actually asked Bill Belichick before practice what he thought about Demario Douglas and his progress. So My man that, Taylor Kyle's sticking his nose in. My first Bill Belichick question. My yeah. first oh, one. That was your first one? Let's first go. All right, all right. We got we to hear the response, okay, because I know there was a good answer to this. I think we got that sound here somewhere. What have you seen from Demario Douglas? He seems like he's been pretty involved. I think all the rookies have shown up uh, positively from time to time. They all have a lot to learn, a lot of experience to gain, but... Um, you know, I think really the whole class has, has done things that, uh, you know, kind of caught your eye and said, hey, this guy's got a chance to help us here, help us there in that role. We'll see if it's how much of a role he can develop. He's, Demario's working at uh, returns and, and uh, you know, offensively inside and outside. So um, it's a big jump for him from competition level uh, in college. Uh, but you know, he seems to be transitioning pretty well. He's a smart kid. He picks things up well, so um, learns quickly. So it's all things that work in his favor, but you know, we'll see how it goes when you know, things get more competitive next week. So if I'm going to sit up here and play a little Bill Belichick whisperer here, okay, because that, that's one of our, that, that's one of the, the most fun sciences to try when you're covering the Patriots beat. Okay. I heard a couple of things that I like from that. Yeah, you heard like, you know, all rookies are doing well and, you know, it's an adjustment and blah, 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 blah. But what I heard was he's smart. He picks things up quickly. He's working inside and outside. And he's working on returns. These are all good things if you're thinking about Demario Douglas possibly making this team because he's doing a little bit of everything possible to make himself attractive to be on the roster. And yes, you want to see production from him in, in a backup role. You'll catch some passes, make some plays, et cetera. But in the end, when you look at the, re the wide receiver room, what is his role going to be? He's going to be like wide receiver five at most. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you got at least four guys ahead of him in there. And then you, of course you've got the, the Gasickis and the Hunter Henry's of the world that are, that are going to be, pass catching options ahead of him. So, so we're, we're not looking at Demario Douglas like he's going to make an impact that much as a pass catcher as a rookie. But if he can make an impact on special teams mm -hmm. as a gunner, as a return man, that is going to be monstrous for him. And, and, and again, size, you, you mentioned that he's a little bit undersized. Size doesn't always matter that much to the New England Patriots. I mean, look at they, they've had JJ Taylor on this roster or, or like around the team for like five years. Okay. And this brother's like, he, he's my size. Okay. He's like five, five. Generous. He stands out. He really stands out on the football field. There was one drill for punt a couple of days ago where he was blocked by like Sean Wade and Amir Speed. And I'm not being mean or like trying to be funny. I literally couldn't see him. There was a point where I was like, who, like, who are they blocking right now? And then they kind of split up. I was like, oh, it's JJ. That makes That's, sense. That's Taylor. I'm sorry. That's nasty work. Okay. Do not, <laughs> don't, don't, you get, you're, you're, you're really disrespecting the short Kings out here, bro. But okay. I mean, but he's look. on an NFL roster and I'm not. So he's on, like, he's on, know, he's on an NFL like, roster. So but, but look, but look, if you're going to be on an NFL roster, I mean, you're going to get 
at that size. You're going to get blocked by people who are bigger than you, and that's just life. But, I mean, the bottom line is I think that it, it's too early to say anything through three days of training camp. But DeMario Douglas sounds like he's doing everything he needs to do to make this team. What you think? Yeah, so you already saw him getting involved. His impact on the field wasn't anything too crazy. Um, but today, I think it was more the volume. Like, he's mostly been a guy who's catching underneath passes. But today, you really saw I think he caught like three, maybe four, um, where he got it short, but you saw how quickly he gets to top speed. Like, he gets the ball. The acceleration's really good. And you're thinking about what his role is going to be. Most likely, like you said, they have a lot of people ahead of him, a lot of veterans. So it's going to be hard to even crack the field. But offensively, you're thinking kind of that Marcus Jones role where he's a gadget guy. You kind of give him some design touches. And it's going to be interesting how much they let Marcus Jones return kicks because he right now is starting on defense. and He looks really good, I thought. Obviously, the size, you know, that's always a component. But at the same time, he's been productive. He's always competitive. and I think he's a really smart player. If the Patriots decide we want to keep Marcus Jones, you know, as a defensive player, just preserve his health and what have you, that's where I think DeMario Douglas can kind of sneak in, make more of an impact. And then if he does really well, then they say, okay, we need to see more of him. And I do think he has the route running chops. Like when you saw in college, he varies his pace in routes. He uses head fakes. He uh, He's more physical than you would expect. He actually is 190 pounds at 5'8". So he's got good muscle on him. He's thick, yeah. He can be competitive, yeah. Um, and you see like he's swiping guys away. He's kind of leaning in and then breaking away. So as a route runner, he's more nuanced than you might expect from someone who's going to start out as a gadget guy. Um, but yeah, and also there was – most impressive play I thought he had was against Jack Jones. Now, Jack Jones has mostly been with the twos, but we know Jack Jones is a good player, so he's been dominant. Like, every single day, he's getting a couple pass breakups at least. Right. Against DeMario Douglas, there was a rep where DeMario had a jump ball opportunity, went up and caught the ball over Jack Jones, and we're seeing a lot of these jump ball opportunities. Not a lot of the depth guys, and even some of the uh, starting receivers, aren't always coming down with these because the defensive backs are so competitive. DeMario came down with it. I don't know if his feet were in. Because it was all the way on the other side of the field. Like, yeah, I could not, I saw I could not possibly see. You're talking about. Uh, but it was still very impressive that he came down with the catch. Like, footwork and all that, that's something that comes with time. You have receivers who still are kind of playing with one foot inbound. So, you know, those are things where you understand that footwork near the sideline is a skill that you develop. But to see him, like Belichick said, he can play outside. So to be able to show some level of physicality and, you know, big boy ball at his size, I thought was really impressive. I think his stock is, you know, I'm not going to act like he's necessarily like a Marcus Jones where it's like buy stock now. Uh, but he's someone I think it's pretty fair to be excited about because especially he's talking to him. He was one of the first people I was able to interview on the field. Seems like a really, really nice dude. He's been praised by several people for his intelligence and his work ethic. So, you know, he's going to put in the work behind the scenes. And I really like the physical. Physical, uh, prospect as well i'm just saying it's impressive that they actually gave him to you because usually uh, patriots media can be very stingy with the rookies um mm-hmm. which i mean th- i think some of that is to just keep them focused but yo more power to you for making that happen uh, a couple of points but before we move on because there's one point that you made that i want to seize on okay mm-hmm. now i i want to get to the marcus jones thing because i think Marcus Jones being what is he was an all pro re- punt returner last year. I think that's something you don't necessarily want to take him off of completely. But if you can have somebody take the kick returns, I think that that's that's the one that I, I feel like if, if they're going to be kick return opportunities, you'd probably rather Marcus Jones not be doing that. But in terms of punt yeah. returns where it's a little bit like, OK, make one man miss and then you can get going. I feel mm-hmm. like you, you don't necessarily want to remove Marcus Jones from that unless you think DeMario Douglas 
is so good that you absolutely just like, okay, well, we're not losing a whole lot. And in that case, wow, okay, we will absolutely take that. And in regards to, again, we've seen this in the past couple of years with, you know, hot shot receivers having good days when it's shells or when it's no pads. And then they kind of fizzle out with time. And it's usually the smaller receivers. Mm-hmm. Like, like for example, Trey Nixon is a pretty good example of this. It feels like most years uh, you know, he's been on the team. I believe this is going to be his like third year on, on, on the team. He'll make a play. Uh, he'll make big plays when the pads are off. And then once the pads mm-hmm. come on, then you start to see some drops and, and stuff like that. And you don't see the consistent production. So we need to see that more from Demario Douglas. But it's worth just noting that he seems to be doing the right things right now. I want to mention, because you talked about him coming down with that play over Jack Jones. You're talking about the separation that, you know, that, that necessarily like hasn't been happening for the wide receivers. And Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, I guess I, I want to talk about that in terms of adding context, because mm-hmm. as you and I have mentioned, it's red zone, okay? Like, as, yeah. as I kind of said, it was low red zone the first couple of days, or, or like the first day, and then they moved to the high red zone, but they're still very much in the red zone area right now. They haven't expanded the field. So maybe that's why you're not seeing so much of Taekwon Thornton. Um, Mike Gesicki is supposed to be better down there, so you're kind of wondering why he isn't being more productive. But it's also a situation where Mike Gesicki referenced this a little bit in terms of why the offense hasn't been standing out more okay because i think that that's been a theme with the tweet so if we could pull up that audio because our amazing producer amit pulled it for us so you can go ahead and and play what mike gasicki had to say about the offense and how they are doing right now because i think that's something patriots fans need to hear right now just taking it day by day and, uh, you know, looking forward to continue to, you know, progress and, you know, just work on timing, communication, in and out of the huddle, all the basics right now, just because it's so early. And uh, I know everybody's excited and everybody wants to talk about something right now, but, you know, we still got, we still got a ways to go until that first game and all that kind of stuff. So. Like, what, if anything, have you learned about your offense? I know it's still early. Yeah. Three days of practice, still three practices. Uh, definitely been disciplined. Uh, hasn't been a lot of guys jumping off sides, hasn't been a lot of guys, you know, lining up in the wrong spots or making mental errors. And I think that's the biggest part. You know, we, you know, Coach Belichick says, you know, before you win, you must keep from losing. And that's kind of something that we got to take, you know, day in and day out because a lot of teams in the league will beat themselves. So if we're going to be one of the teams that will be disciplined and, you know, not be one of the teams that's going to beat themselves, it will give you a much higher percentage chance of, you know, winning. And I think that that's what this place has prided themselves on for, you know, a long, long time is, you know, being disciplined, being in the right spots, being, you know, where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be and you're not beating yourself. That was the quote of camp or like any availability (laughs) we've had, like all the stuff that I'm usually trying to say to like calm people down. Like he absolutely nailed it. So um, yeah, I mean, 
first of all, like Patriots fans got a front row seat to how it works out when you are beating yourselves and we are the team that makes mistakes. And frankly, it did fly under the radar how often they weren't. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, he's right. They weren't making mistakes. They weren't offsides. You know, there are no false starts or anything like that. They really are doing the right things. And like you said, they have a long, long way to go. Obviously, like we got media and all these things and, you know, just the climate that we're in. Everybody wants results now, but that's not how it works, especially when you don't have the luxury of carryover in your coordinator and not, you know, wholesale carryover in your receiving course. So I just thought that was a spot on analysis from Gesicki and just said a lot of things that people needed to hear. Yes. And again, I understand that it gets annoying. Right. That we keep on coming on here and saying like, oh, you know, it's not pad, it's not pads yet or it's early. They're still just doing install. I understand. Everybody wants to hear like, yo, the offense is looking like a well-oiled machine. But the thing is, no offense or defense is going to be completely perfect three days into this. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not even just about the fact that they're on red zone. We talked about this on the last pod. The defense is more or less set. It's the same defense they've been running, and most of the personnel on defense is back. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't have a whole lot of new pieces on defense that have to learn this whole thing. They got like Marte Mapu, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, everybody else on that defense was there last year or has been there multiple years. On the offensive side, you've got a couple of new pieces, and you have an entirely new offense from what you ran last year. And yeah, I know with Bill O'Brien, he's been here before, and he's he's done you know like so so much and and you know in the past, but it's still new. It's still kind of new verbiage. You have to unlearn what you learned last year, and that has kind of a double meaning. You have to just unlearn, period. But you also have to unlearn mm-hmm. some of the bad habits. And I think that at this point, it's just a good thing to know that the operation is going smoothly. And that gives me hope that the results will come. Now, real quick, I just I just want to say I saw Lakeville, Mass, you know, Lake, Lakeville, Massachusetts guy here. Let's talk about Bailey Zappi coming for that number one quarterback job. Uh, he ain't coming for nothing right now. Like, no. let, 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 let's no. let's let's put this away. I we, let's not do this. We're not going to do this right now. Mac Jones might not have the best training camp stats. I promise you, they don't care. Context matters. Don't care. They don't care if he went four for 11 in seven on sevens in, you know, day three of training camp where there's no pads. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, oh my God. Oh my God. You media stooge. I'm a stooge. I'm officially a stooge. Let's go. I have haters. Let's okay. go. Yeah, yes, exactly. That, that, that means you're killing. That means yeah, you're absolutely baby. killing as you got haters. All right, but but look, I, I I understand, y'all. I understand that we we want we want to have clarity, right? And we want to know, like, look, if Mac ain't cutting it, are we gonna get zappy out there? Or like you know, because we, we want to see playoffs. All of us want to see a playoff team. I get it. Mm. But look, we're not going to know if this is a playoff team three days into training camp. I do, however, want to get to what this defense is doing because the defense looks good as predicted. And and yes, I get it. It's (laughs) again, I get it that that it's, uh, you know, red zone, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the defense is going to be good. But before we do that, how about we hear a little bit from our friends at FanDuel about Betting on baseball. 
in, in, in a productive way, if you can. <laughs> Take your first swig at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times, it's 10 times your first bet amount of bonus bets and up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be, well, hitting the first home run. All in the app that's safe, secure, it's super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. And FanDuel, helping partner with CLNS to bring you the Patriots Daily Podcast with Kyrie Thompson and Taylor Kyles. Let's talk about this defense, okay? Mm -hmm. Because in particular, okay, we've talked about this a little bit, but I think when we talk about patterns emerging, I feel like this pattern is clear. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Jones and Christian Gonzalez look like your two starting outside cornerbacks for the New England Patriots this year. Is that what you're feeling? You picking up what I'm putting down? 100%. Now, it was interesting because we saw a lot of Marcus Jones at outside corner. And that's obviously where he spent the majority yes. of his snaps last season. And that's where he was for a lot of camp and OTAs. But more recently, especially today, we saw him in the slot for most of his team reps, which I thought was interesting. That's where everybody's wanted him to be, obviously, because he's five foot eight. He's someone that naturally fits more inside where you don't have to contest, you know, all these X and right. really tall body types necessarily. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's been Gonzalez and John Jones and Marcus Jones in the slot, and I thought he had a really great practice today. There was one touchdown he allowed in the low red zone against Devontae Parker. It was a scramble drill. Marcus was literally right there contesting it. It was a good catch by Parker. But then later on in the day you saw that he deflected a pass to Hunter Henry. Like he went up and dislodged the ball which is the kind of thing that usually you're scared about him being in those positions. You don't want him in that position too often. Like, you know, I'm sure that Hunter Henry is going to win that if you throw it to him 10 times in that situation, but still the competitiveness from Marcus Jones. And I was saying, if Jack Jones is someone who for whatever reason, isn't able to play as much as we'd like, Marcus Jones can step up and be a very good player for you. And we're seeing that now he's getting the starting reps. He's doing well. You know, he's not someone that looks like a liability out there. And uh, John Jones, I mean, he had a fantastic day today. He was consistently in guys' hips, like airtight coverage all the time. Had two really impressive breakups against Devontae Parker that were just typical John Jones, where Parker actually had the ball in his hands, like had a good reception. But John Jones, you know, he plays through the whistle. He fights. And right before Parker was able to complete the catch, uh-huh. dislodge the pass. That's- like, that's what you want to see. You know, John Jones, obviously small for an outside corner, 
But because of his ball skills, his uh, technique, he's a very, very technically sound player. That allows him to still stay competitive. So obviously Gonzalez, I think he had his best day at camp because usually he gives up one or two receptions. It's not anything where you're like, oh, this guy, what are we going to do with Gonzalez? It's just he's learning. But today he had two breakups. I don't think he allowed any receptions, was smothering guys. I mean, this this cornerback group is looking fantastic. It could be one of the league's best. Obviously, it's early. We'll see. But if Gonzalez, you know, with his athleticism and he plays to it consistently, he's smart. He's been in a similar system of the Patriots back when he was at Oregon. And with all these veterans, you know, he's learning from people who have experience in the system. And it's kind of the one guy they're trying to get up to speed in that regard. I mean, it's a really, really exciting group. You know, I I feel like I'm not willing to say they're going to be among the NFL's best yet. But I'm going to tell you what. We were so worried about the cornerbacks last year because of the lack of big names. And – Okay, there were there were times where like Miles Bryant would get beat or Mm -hmm. a guy would get mossed or times in training camp where you're like, oh, man, they're they're kind of small. But by and large, if we're going to be completely 100 percent, they were fine. In -hmm. fact, they were probably better than fine last year. They were much better than I think we expected. And so and that was a theme that we saw last year. Marcus Jones and I. This is one thing I noticed about Marcus Jones, which I'm curious your thoughts on whether or not he's corrected this. It felt like his balance was off in his transitions and he would get out of phase and he would slip a lot last year as a rookie. And so guys would get open on him or like he would have the recovery speed to get back in and contest the catch and and, and get into the play. But I'm curious to hear if, if he's done better in that regard. But I think with Jonathan Jones, again, it's like, he, he does exactly – they practice this. They practice those drills where a guy high points a ball or a back shoulder and you got to get your hand in there. And John Jones is like a 5'9 cornerback, probably 5'10 if we're being generous. When you play against bigger receivers, you have to play like that. You have, you have to time it up just right, get your hand in there, fight, make it difficult because sometimes you could at least make it difficult by being in their hip pocket, being in their airspace, and that's something – that those smaller cornerbacks that the Patriots have are always in your face. They are always making it difficult for you. And that alone is worth a pass defense or two, just just simply being there. And I mean, those Mm -hmm. other guys get paid too, and sometimes they're going to make plays on you. It is what it is. But if you're there, you give yourself a fighting chance, and also you won't allow yards after the catch. So I I feel good about this cornerback room right now. But what do, you, what do you think about what I was talking about with Marcus Jones? What have you seen from him? I didn't necessarily notice that a lot. I thought maybe that was an issue in college for sure. I thought he actually shorted up last year because I was looking through. I, tweeted I noticed it, it particularly in training camp. So I think it was probably okay. something that he, got, okay. that he got better at as the year went on. But yeah, oh yeah. my God, there were practices where he slipped at least like twice every practice. And I was just like, bro, stop that. Oh, wow. You know, because, because I think what it is, and again, like, for, former DB, right? You get you get too, I think, like back on your heels, right? Yeah. And, and if, if you if you sit back on your heels and you don't have good balance and your feet aren't over your shoulders, what can happen is you backpedal, you backpedal, you backpedal, and then somebody makes a move on you, and then you're like stumbling to get your balance instead of having your feet under you and be able to transition from side to side. And it's just like he he was on his knee, like or or, or just like kind of like running in place, and a guy would be over there like trying to trying to do an out route on him and catching it with like three yards of separation. And you're just like, I'm pretty sure you were right there before the break. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he's definitely gotten better in that regard. Like, he never is out there looking like, oh, man, we really need to get, like, Miles Prine or Jack Jones up with this starting unit. Like, the whole unit really has been locked down. And even when guys are catching passes, it's not like they're catching passes or they're wide open. Now, that also speaks to just the skill set of this group. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the entire cornerback group, even Jack Jones with the twos, like, he's been locking people down. Like I said, he's getting, like, two pass breakups at least a game or a practice. Um, so, yeah, that, that that top four group that they have is very, very talented. And I think once you find out what Jack Jones' legal situation is, which I'm sure has something to do with him getting demoted, um, if he's able to play for the full season, it gives him the versatility to say, okay, we like Marcus Jones out here because Marcus Jones is much more consistent and I think more technically sound and that you're not really going to see him bite on things or lose as aggressively as I was seeing Jack Jones lose at times. Although a lot of Jack Jones's playmaking ability makes up for, you know, some of his deficiencies at this point in his career. But I mean, it's a really good group that I think should have even better chemistry now that obviously Marcus and Jack are in their second years. And Gonzalez, again, has experience in the system, is learning from a lot of smart guys, and he's getting chances to correct his mistakes. So I'm excited to watch what they can do when the pads come on and things really get more intense. Most definitely. All right. So for one thing, I agree with Ray over in the chat. Smash that like button. (laughs) Tell your friends. We are on live. We are doing Patriots Daily. We do it twice a week. I'm Kyrie Thompson. That's Taylor Kyles. We are here to recap the first couple days of Patriots training camp. All right, I want to talk about the probably the big story with the New England Patriots of, of late, or particularly of today, and that's Matthew Judon's situation. I want to read a tweet that just came through from Jeff Howe. I'm talking two minutes ago. So this oh, is really? this is yes, this is Jeff Howe, NFL national insider for the Athletic, and he used to be you know Patriots reporter for the Athletic. So this guy's plugged in. His info is good. This is what he said just a moment ago. The Patriots planned to limit outside linebacker Matthew Judon's workload during the first practices of training camp as a way to get him up to speed and ready to go per source. Judon also hoped to rework his contract this offseason, but they haven't yet found common ground. Also, delusional Pats fan, you are right. The Judon response to Asante Samuel Hayton like he always does on Bill Belichick, was indeed epic. He was just like, hey, bro, you ain't got time to be hating that much. Like, like just, just relax. And, stay in your lane, boy. Stay, stay, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Hang out with your kids. You know, <laughs> Be your father. <laughs> do, do something. Like, like, don't, don't, don't be hating. But look, I want to touch on particularly the, the last part of this. Judon hoped to rework his contract this offseason, but they haven't yet found common ground. I can absolutely buy that there's a little bit of this conversation where Matthew Judon's 31 years old. You're maybe trying to keep him a little bit fresher going into the season. And, and you know, why go ahead and run him ragged during training camp when you don't need to? You know he's a good player. He's going to be fine. Okay? Mm-hmm. At the same time, it, I feel like the contract part is definitely a part of this. And I feel like some of this is – has a little bit of hold in ish quality, mm-hmm. but why make a stink about it when you're, when you're going into your third year of a contract. Okay. Nick, if, if this were the last year of his contract, then I feel like you like this would be a bit di- a different conversation, but it's the third year of his contract. I want to ask you this again, having mentioned that Matthew Judon is 31 years old. If he has a season like last year, what are you doing next offseason? What kind of 
contract extension offer would you offer Matthew Judon, if at all? Cop-out answer. Patriots don't pay for what you've done. They pay for what you're going to do. So even if Judon has a year that's equal to what he had last year, they're going to say, okay, well, let's see. I'll look it up real quick. How old is Matt Judon? Matt Judon is 30 years old. It's going to be around 32 next year. So I think that they would like to get this done sooner than later so that they can be like, all right, we'll pay you up front like you're a good player right now. We expect that you're still going to be about this good this season. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll give you that money. And then if you kind of tail off, I'm sure the structure is going to give them some kind of way of like, oh, hey, you're going to get your money, but we're also going to be playing it safe. But, you know, to answer your question and not be a jerk about it, if he does have the same level of production this year, I mean, I do think that because he's such a great guy in the locker room and he the energy he has, the leadership and even like talking to him, he really doesn't sound like he's too worried about his contract. Now, obviously, maybe that could, you know, be his own. I don't want to say games that he's playing, but maybe he just wants to let Patriots fans know, like, I want to be here. So exactly not going to pay me what I feel like I'm worth. Then, like, you know, you really know that the Patriots screwed up here. Um, But it just seems I I think the Patriots have every incentive to try to keep him around. But it's interesting what his deal is going to look like just because he is an every down player. And that's where I think if he does get a good contract, that's where it's going to come from. But when you look at his pass rush production, he's not Uche where Uche is legitimately winning one-on-one. Like most of his sacks and most of his pressures are coming because he's beating left tackles. A lot of Judon's work is coming on stunts and line games where other people are working in tandem. And also credit to him, he's got fantastic instincts to be able to get to the quarterback, finish all those things. So as a pass rusher, I'm I'm not sure if you give him like the kind of money that a lot of these other younger guys are getting but I think you supplement that with the fact that he can play every down and he's a good run defender he can also drop into coverage he can do everything you want which is what the Patriots really like in their outside linebackers so I'm also not a contract guy so this is such a hard question for me to answer yeah I I hear you I hear you and you know what like I'm generally I, I feel like there's a part of me that that I wouldn't say I'm a contract guy, but because I hang out with Brad Spielberger of PFF so much on on the online interwebs, which by the way, who we may have on the channel kind of soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, okay, you, you see, you're all ahead of me because I was about to be like, yeah, maybe we should get him on the show. And it's like, okay, well, I got Brad you know on. Always cooking, you know. Always cooking, boy. Well, guess what? I got Brad on speed dial, so I'm gonna find out what we're cooking. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, I, 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 you know, talked to him about this a lot, and and basically, like he was talking about, um, you know, Judon was talking about Trey Hendrickson's contract, and there was that was a leading question, of course. It's like, hey, would you like Trey Hendrickson money? Trey Hendrickson got, I believe. Four years, $60 million. And he's like, yeah, that's my boy. I'm happy about that. It's great. That's wonderful. Right now, Matthew Judon, and again, this this is where you don't want to get too caught up in in certain things. Like Matthew Judon right now is making about $13.6 million a year, which is somewhere in the 20th range among edge rushers. 
it's not necessarily about the average that you make per year. It's about the guarantees, okay? Yeah. The, the guaranteed money that you get. And that, that's what we want to talk about. At the same time, I do think that if I were the New England Patriots, Matthew Judon has outplayed $13.6 million pretty clearly. I mean, yeah. they got him as, as, at a bargain during yeah, Alex Highsmith. We got Alex Highsmith making like, what, $19 million a year? I like- mean, yeah. Now, he's not going to get $19 million from the yeah. Patriots anyway, <laughs> from the Patriots. Yeah. I think that if you're talking about – and again, this is about next year, right? I'm talking about next year because right now it's not going to be a big deal. Matthew Judon's not going to hold out. He's going to play, right? He's going to play. He's going to do his thing. He's going to be a professional because that's what he does. We're not worried about that right now, okay? But next year, I, I would be curious to see – or later on this year – if you see something around three years, 45 to 50, because that would get him in that range of a higher average value. But of course, you've got to look at the guarantees. I got I to gotta think about what the guarantees should be for him. And that might be a question for one Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I, I, me personally, I think Matthew Judon deserves to get paid. And I would like to see him keep on playing for the New England Patriots. I think he, he works here. I think he likes it here. He fits here. At the same time, he's not going to get elite edge rusher, you know, edge rusher money to be here. And that's something that he would have to understand. But at the same time, the Patriots can't keep getting away with paying him $13.6 million. There's got to be a compromise here. I feel like. Matthew Judon, the kind of player that he is, the kind of mentality he has, he wants to win. He wants to be in a winning culture where people are about it. I feel like that's why he works here. Mm-hmm. I think that there's got to be a compromise. You got to pay him a little bit better. So I would, I feel like there's going to be some discussion. I'm sure they probably want to see what he's doing, what he does this year at age 31. And then you think about it at the same time, right? He's going to be 32 years old next year. You're not giving him a four-year deal. That ain't happening. It's, that's why I think it's going to be a three-year deal. And then the question is going to be, do you want the out after year one or year two? I would bet the Patriots would want it after year one. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff. But, again, we, we got we got salary cap experts that we can ask about that. Before we hop off, Mr. Kyles, what are you going to be watching for as we head into week two mm. of training camp? Yeah, so this is when the physicality ramps up because guys are actually going to be in pads. I think you have to look at the trenches. <clears throat> My eyes have mostly been fixated on the receivers and the skilled players because, frankly, I don't really care what offensive or defensive linemen look like when they have no pads. Because, frankly, we don't even – like, think about it. Do you remember, like, who was doing well and who was doing – I mean, obviously, it was all pretty bad. But, like, no one's talking about what guys were doing in shorts and T-shirts or even shells, right? So when it comes to the trenches, yeah. I want to see when they can go 100% what these guys actually look like, like a Riley reef. Is he a little bit better? We can actually get his hands on guys. You know, what's he going to look like in the run game? Cause I think that's where a lot of his value is going to come from. Lawrence guy. See Mike Larry asked in the comments, like Lawrence guy isn't going to do much in this part of the year. Once yeah, the pass come on, we get Exactly. But once there's run drills and things like that, that's where Godshaw, Carl Davis, Lawrence guy, Anthony Jennings, like the guys who you're not going to hear a peep out of when there's not a lot of competition. That's where those guys shine. So I think I'm going to be looking more towards what the what the hogs are doing down there and then see what's 
the running backs are doing as well. Kevin Harris is another guy who you're not going to hear much about him when he can't be physical. Mondre even said, like, I'm the kind of guy who's good in pads, so I'm excited for Monday. Um, so, yeah, like the, the run game, what guys are doing in pass protection, run blocking, all those kinds of things, that's what I'm going to be focused on. Yes, and I think that is – look, when the one-on-one start happening, like, okay, Loki, like, I love – wide receiver, you know, and, and cornerback one-on-runs, you know, tight end, safety, et cetera. But, yo, sometimes those defensive line and edge rusher one-on-ones, that's appointment television. Okay, that's where the big collisions happen. That's where people get sunned. You know what I mean? You see people getting tossed around or or you, just, you can hear the impact across the field. That's the real stuff. And, and especially when joint practices happen, look, okay, I, I'm going to give you a little tip right now. Get your brain ready because when joint practices happen, you don't have time to pay attention to everything. So you've got to be either bouncing back and forth between two things like simultaneously or you've got to just be like, you know what? I'm going to pick one thing and I'm going to stick to it. It's like whether it's the D-line one-on-ones or whatever. But that – look, you couldn't – you could sort of see in OTAs and minicamp last year like, okay, things were getting blocked up well and there were just like weird mistakes happening. But you – even then, you're still thinking to yourself, eh, when the pads come on, we'll see what happens. Okay, mm-hmm. so you, so we don't know that yet. And and look, we're seeing a lot of passing right now. We're hearing a lot about seven-on-sevens. Everybody cares about the quarterbacks. But when the run game starts going down, when you start seeing the run fits happen, when you start hearing the pads popping down there in the red zone where they're running the football, that's when you're going to start finding out what this team is really about, in my opinion. Boys need to start banging. That's when the fun happens. I'm excited. That is when the fun happens. And you know what? The fun is concluded on the Patriots Daily Podcast for now. But we're going to be back. For we now. do this twice a week, Monday and Friday, generally. I think we're probably going to stick to that. We're going to be good. Mm-hmm. But make sure you tune in. Make sure you pay attention to the updates for when we're going to be dropping every once in a while. It'll be like 6 o'clock, and then we'll bump it to 7 like today. We'll try to keep a you know familiar time. But you're going to have to take that up with my daughter on occasion that's not he's got actual responsibility that's that's not that's not on me not not all the time but anyway i'm Kyrie thompson that's taylor kyles and we will see you next time peace out